We begin the show with our new What If segment, where we take a look back at a legendary college football linebacker. Plus, I think I found the solution to college football's conferencing issues. We finish up taking a look at the AFC East and continuing our NFL coaching ranks. This is Coaching from the Couch. Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of Coaching from the Couch. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Darren Hill, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Blake Hill. Blake, uh, welcome back, and how are you doing? Thank you. Excited. Yeah, let's do it again. We're excited to come back for a second one, for sure. Yes, sir. We've got uh, officially teams rolling in for training camp. Um, and then college football is right around the corner. Uh, you're starting to see all the football articles coming out and, and you can, you can, you can tell it's in the air. So, uh, yep, I'm excited and ready to roll. So, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, we've got a few college topics today, uh, as well as some, some more NFL, um, subjects to talk about, to kind of continue, our discussion that we had on our first episode. So please go check that out to kind of follow along with us. Um, but we wanted to start a new segment on this uh, second episode called What If, the What If series, where we take a look at uh, four kind of former situations that happened, college and NFL, and what if they would have happened differently and how it would have changed the landscape of that player that team and the league you know the the nfl or college uh because there's there's kind of a lot of different uh, things that especially as fans that you look back on and you'd be like okay what if this would have happened rather than the other thing that actually happened and how it would have changed you know the whole aspect of of everything really you know of the team and and of everything else so I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of look back and, and kind of see uh, how what we think how that would have changed uh, the certain certain things so to start the series off we're, we're going back a couple years probably a few years to a really good college player college linebacker out of Notre Dame uh, I'm sure many of you may know who he is uh, Manti Teo uh Notre Dame linebacker ended up getting drafted in the second round uh in, I believe in the 2012 draft uh by the Los uh, back then the San Diego Chargers I should say um in the second round and um it's kind of sad you know he was a great college linebacker but gets drafted and I mean <laughs> Had a had a, had some decent years, but kind of was riddled with injuries and and just wasn't the same player he was in college when he was drafted. Uh, kind of bounced around to a few teams, 
and is out of the league and just, you know, didn't really do anything super meaningful. Uh, at one point, he was projected to be a first round pick coming out of, you know, out of, out of his junior year, really kind of exploded onto the scene. But nowadays, he's kind of more known for his whole girlfriend hoax. Uh, we recently saw a trailer. This is kind of what made us want to talk about this specific player. This trailer uh, coming out of his documentary of what happened with him and his uh, supposedly girlfriend who ended up being fake. Uh, I guess, first off, I'd like to get your reaction. I, I, I kind of shared that trailer with you. What, what were your thoughts watching that trailer and kind of bringing you back the memories of, of a few years ago, what happened? Yeah, um, watching the watching the trailer, um, it definitely intrigued me. Like, I'm excited to watch it and, um, you know, get to get to kind of see where where all that that came from. But I remember when the when the news came out, you know, and stuff like that ruins ruins college players. And it, it definitely kind of put a, a toll on him. And and that's what the trailer showed was, you know, the so you know, the media side of of things just ruins everything. So it's it's kind of crazy. But um I don't know if the listeners remember Manti Teo, but he was a, just a freak of nature, like um, looking up his stats um, to prepare for this in his junior year um, and playing in 13 games, he had 62 solo tackles and 66 um, tackles, you know, assisted on um, with five sacks. Um, that was huge. That was the year he had, he had uh, come up second place in the, in the Heisman trophy run runnings um just a freak of nature like crazy I, I i'm honestly surprised he didn't um declare for the draft after a junior junior year like that um you know and had a had a good senior year as well but um yeah. the whole getting catfished was was crazy you know like like you said it was um put a toll on him and it ended up being this fake girlfriend who was real but not who he thought was real you know like you know she she's actually someone who's 80 pounds heavier and quite a bit uglier to you know to be right but you know and and to come out and say my you know my girlfriend died and then find out it's all fake news and he got catfished it's it's it was just shocking to me Right. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, real quick, I, I forgot the name of the trailer or the, the documentary coming out, coming out on Netflix. Uh, not sure when it's coming out exactly, but called uh, Untold, The Girlfriend Who Doesn't Exist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So you did a great job recapping that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, he he thought she was, you know, kind of this beautiful, you know, uh kind of model basically i mean the pictures he saw from her uh, that's where that's where it's a little confusing though because how can you never see this woman <laughs> and tell the entire world that she's right. your girlfriend right i haven't met this person once <laughs> and we're already declared a couple yeah it's, it's a, little, a little fishy on manti you know yeah. on his side of things he probably should have yeah been a little smarter there um that I, I thought that too like yeah how do you think this person's your girlfriend but you yeah haven't met her no no idea who she really is and 
Well, there you go. It turns out she's not who she said she was. Someone totally else hiding in her basement, probably, you know, just coming up with these fake things, these fake characteristics, this fake personality. And, you know, we just reached out to them, I guess, and they just connected somehow. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hats off to the to the girl, though, for catfishing a potential first round, you know, second runner up in in the Heisman Trophy you yeah. know, race. Hats off to her for for making this dude interested in her, you know? Hats she, off. She shot her shot. She went for it. And, uh, you yeah. know? She really it, did say Kobe on that one, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it worked. So uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure just in the documentary, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's in the documentary, this girl who actually made this up. Uh, yes. so we kind of get what she, her side of the story. So very interesting. Go check it out. You know, here's a, a free plug for Netflix, but, uh, yeah, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see how that all, all unraveled. Uh, even in the documentary, in the trailer, it even says how Manti would deny that it, it affected his career and his playing on the field. And, they basically said they they doubt that's true. Like, there's no way something that big and emotional doesn't affect someone. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it, he he thought she was dead and she died. Didn't she die like the same day his dad passed away or something like that? It was his mom. Oh, his mom. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a lot of emotions, you know, hitting I, you. And he's playing while this is all happening. I mean... I don't think there's any way that yeah it doesn't affect the way you play on the field, especially on a, on a as a in a position like a linebacker who has to have so much information and, and so much focus while you're out on the field to to run the defense and to make sure you know everyone's in the right spot and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I think it I think it definitely affected the way he played. Uh, yeah. What what do you think? Yeah, if it if it didn't affect the way he played, you know, even if he did state that and it's true, it definitely took a toll on his um you know his his you know swagger and you know like his entire reputation right right? like that coming you coming into that out of that junior year he had one of the his best season in college football and then all this news comes out you know and he's slowly slipping down the ranks it's like how could that possibly not have effect on it you know on just your mindset on everything and um you know like like you said he definitely should have played that smarter not meeting her and just assuming that you know she's my girlfriend and she died you know this and that but right yeah but you know at the same time he's he's a young college student so you know he probably (laughs) thinks he's in love when in reality he's talking to patricia who lives in (laughs) kansas right she's like you know she could be on my 600 pound life too so it's like (laughs) you know yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's a young punk kid. He's got those emotions flowing, you know. He he just wants some some loving, I guess. So, yeah, very, very interesting. <laughs> what a way to put it. <laughs> but um, I think uh, kind of the big question for this segment is, I mean, what if he never would have gotten catfished? What if he this girl was real? What if he really had like a normal girlfriend, you know, who he met, who he had a face-to-face interaction with? Uh how would have it changed his his career? Uh, you know, he ended up getting drafted to senior year in the second round, uh, you know, and like we said, kind of just had a mediocre kind of NFL career, kind of just bounced around a little bit. But I think, you know, had some injuries, which obviously didn't help him out. But uh, 
do you think if that never would have happened, he would have been, you know, a much better professional player? Do you think he would have maybe still be in the league? And it wasn't too long ago he was drafted, you know, I mean, I'm sure he'd still be playing, uh, you know, if all this crazy news and this crazy uh, life he had in college, you know, do you think it would have changed anything when he went to the pros? Um, yeah, I think, I think it would have, you know, changed a, a little bit. I think he still would have had that, you know, that reputation and um, obviously a big, big part of the game is, is confidence. And, you know, I think he definitely had that, um, you know, with the junior year that he had junior season, he had um, even his senior season really was honestly quite, quite good with, um, you know, he's recorded seven interceptions that year, um, you know, and his, his tackles went down a little bit, but still very high for, for a, um, a college guy. Um, I think the confidence still would have, would have been there and he could have coasted that into an, you know, an NFL job and definitely could have maintained that first round um, reputation and, and definitely would have been taken first round. And I think, yeah, it would have changed a lot of things really. That's what I, I think would, would happen. No. Yeah. You bring up some good points. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah. First things. Yeah. Just the confidence, like you said, I'm sure his, his just confidence and everything like he, he, he he trusted in this actual thing he thought was real and just for it to just blow up and end up not being what he thought it was I'm sure his confidence took quite a bit of hit after that uh you know that's gonna that's gonna rock you quite a bit um and yeah like you said you know normally when you see you know you see some some progress from one year to another especially in college so to have to see him peak kind of in that sophomore and junior year and then all of a sudden kind of not have as good of a senior year. I mean, it wasn't a, a drastic drop, but it definitely, you know, I don't know. I think I you would have liked to seen another step forward after that junior year because he was projected to be a first round pick after junior year, like we we're saying. And, and then just to go in the second round after the senior year, I think, you know, that. That you know that 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 plays an effect. I think that something with that that whole story and all that news, I think, had to have affected him a little bit. Uh, and again, we we can't really project kind of how the injuries made a toll on on him and his life, and you know the way he played. Yeah, obviously that's going to have an effect. But um, you know, just kind of from all the crazy news that was going around, yeah, I think it's got to affect his confidence. And and I think you brought a, a good point earlier too just the news around him, it, it was all about that, all about the hoax and the crazy, you know, girlfriend that he supposedly had. I think it maybe drew away some of the, uh, some of the scouts and some of the coaches and front offices from actually seeing his uh, product on the field. They were probably talking about that a lot more than they were actually talking about what we was doing on the field. And I think that might've uh, swayed some decisions in the, in the front offices in the NFL uh, he didn't run uh, a super fast 40 time, which I know a lot of scouts were kind of disappointed and, and that might have led to his slip in the draft. Um, but but again, yeah, it, it's 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 hard not to just kind of focus on that when it was such a crazy news that, that came out when, when that story came out when he was coming out in the draft. So kind of a fun little, little series that we'll be doing. I, I don't think we'll be doing it every week. You know, we'll probably do it here and there. Um, 
throughout the season or, or maybe in the off season. But I thought it'd be kind of fun just to kind of look back and, and kind of talk about some of the crazy stories that that were around the college football and the NFL back in the day and, and kind of a trip down memory lane, you know, just kind of see what if, you know, what if, uh, you know, one situation happened rather than what actually happened. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep them posted on when that uh, documentary comes out as well. I think that'll be a great documentary. Yeah, for sure. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, this 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 uh, segment may be painful for some fans, for sure. You know, it's never good to to dwell on the past. You know, we like to move on and, and, and hope for better futures. But, you know, it, it, I think it's kind of fun to kind of take a trip down memory lane, take a trip at some of these great athletes, some of these great players like Manti was was a beast in college let's not forget about that you know he was awesome oh, yeah he, so, was, he was a freak yeah he, he was a really good football player and uh you know I, I just wish we would have seen more from him in the, in the NFL because I think he definitely deserved better than than what actually happened um all right so I'm trying to look see when that series comes out just so I can kind of give our listeners a heads up let's see Oh, it looks like uh, debuts on August sixteenth. Oh, the Untold yeah, series. It looks like it's a it's a series, not a not an actual movie. So, uh, definitely mark that on your calendars. I think that'll be kind of fun uh, once again to kind of make a trip down memory lane, see some of his highlights in college, and just to see what a beast he was. And uh, I mean, he's in it too. He talks it. He talks in it in his family. So he, it seems like he's doing good. You know, still still super buff and good looking so you know he's got that going for him for sure but um, yeah at least he's <laughs> handsome <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and you know he got that rookie contract which was several million dollars so i'm you know hopefully he's uh he's hold on to that and you know doing yeah well maybe he him. should maybe he should start a like a dating app hey there you go that'd be fun because <laughs> he be had fun. such great success <laughs> <laughs> right, right? He, he probably knows you know what what makes the dating app successful you know after <laughs> his traumatizing experience yeah, um cool. dang it for our next segment here uh i have come up with a solution to kind of what we talked about on our first episode, the kind of madness in college football with all these changing conferences and all these teams jump into uh, different conferences. Uh, you know, I've thought about it a little bit and I've come up with, it may be a little crazy. Uh, Blake's never heard it yet. So this will be the first time he's heard it too. So we'll get his raw reaction, which will be fun, but yeah, we'll see um, how, how mad this is. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's an idea, and I think I think it's I think it's pretty valid. I think it, I think it could happen. Um, there's definitely some kinks and some things that would need to be ironed out for sure. I don't know everything about college football and the ins and outs and how these conferences work and all of that. You know, it's 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 an intricate system for sure that they've got going. And I, I, before we start, I, I guess I should mention that uh, the reason for these teams kind of moving around, I mean, the main the main reason is money, right? Uh, the SEC and the Big Ten, they want the premier markets in their conference, you know, for, uh, you know, makes sense. They want the biggest markets in their conference because they're going to get 
more money from these uh, these TV stations and these channels, you know, the ESPN, Fox, and, uh, you know, NBC, whatever, you know, they're going to pay these conferences more money because they're going to have more viewers, if that makes sense. So we talked about last time how Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas, those are big markets. You know, a lot of people are going to tune in for those two college teams. Uh, and so obviously the SEC wants to bring those bad boys in, you know, they're going to get a bunch more people watching SEC games and ESPN Fox, they're going to pay a ton more money because they're going to be like, Oh yeah, you guys got the big boys. You got Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. We'll, we'll pay you, you know, whatever money. Cause we want to show those games because more people are going to watch ESPN because they've got that thing. And then the, the same with the, the big 10, that's why they're bringing on USC huge market, UCLA, huge market. You know, those are two big California teams, even though they may not be the best record wise uh, people watch them. And uh, you know, they have millions of people watching these, these teams. And so there's a ton of data. I was reading about it on the athletic uh, the other day. Uh, you know, and it just makes sense. So it's all about money, uh, which is, is kind of sad. But I mean, that's just the world we live in nowadays. Uh, so the money thing with my idea may need to be worked out. And I think if if they were to kind of come together and uh, make it work, you know, and figure something out with with this idea that I'm about to propose, I think it could be really fun and really successful. Um, so you ready to hear my solution to the uh, college football's conferencing issues. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear what you got. Okay. I'm kind of sad because we talked to our brother-in-law and his family and friends uh, the other day about it. And one of his buddies kind of uh, brought it up. <laughs> I thought I was being unique and original, but <laughs> he brought it up in like two seconds. I was like, oh, shoot, he's on to me. But <laughs> why don't why doesn't college football follow what the big soccer leagues do over in Europe. Um, so if you look at what they do in Europe with these big soccer leagues, uh, the, the main one being the Premier League, I'll use them as an example. I've recently been getting into the Premier League, uh, which is the top soccer league in Europe, in England specifically, sorry. Um, and what they do, they have 20 teams in the Premier League and then the bottom three teams that year who, who have lost, you know, the most amount of games. Well, I guess in this case, the way it works in soccer, if you don't know. So if you win a game, you get three points. If you tie, because we all know there's tying in soccer, both teams get one point. And then if you lose, you get no points. And then the season runs for, you know, however long. And then whoever has the most amount of points at the end of the year is the champion of that league is the champion of the premier league. So there's no like um, playoff or anything like that. It's basically score as many points as you can. So you want to win as many games as you can, um, you know, just like any other league. And then if you are in the bottom three of that league, so if you're the bottom three of the premier league in this example, you get demoted, you get demoted into, I believe it's called the, the champion league or, or something like that. The it's a tier below the premier league. Their games are hardly ever televised. You know, you can never find those on television. And then the, the top three teams of the, the 
the league below the Premier League get promoted to the Premier League. And then they're in the Premier League that year. And then they try and compete and win as many games as they can. Um, and so you, you, you've got three new teams in the Premier League that year. Why doesn't college football go that route? I think that'd be a lot of fun. So I've kind of drew out a little map here to kind of help draw a picture here for, for everyone listening. So you got the SEC, that would be like the Premier League, the very top league in college football. You know, So you have the 14 teams that are already in the SEC right now, which we all know, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, you know, you, you guys know, you know, the, the SEC, you bring on the two that are going to come in, what, 2025, Oklahoma and Texas. So that takes us to 16 teams in the SEC. That's going to happen already. But then how about we bring on four other big boys that we think are the cream of the crop of college football. So I put in Ohio State, Clemson, maybe Notre Dame, and then maybe Michigan. Um, you know, you can you can swap those out with anybody you want, but just bring in four more teams to bring that total teams of the SEC to 20. And then that is everybody in the SEC, and they play in the SEC that year. They play everybody uh, in the SEC. And then why not go to a point system too? I think bring that on. I think that'd be fun. So if you win a game... Uh, you get three points. If you lose, the other team gets three points. You get zero points. And then let's make it a tie. Uh, we, we can maybe include overtime. Uh, so if it's tied at the end of regulation, you go into overtime. If it's still tied after one overtime, rather than go into two overtimes, let's end the game. Because they're going to play a lot more games if we end up playing 20 games. You know, that might be a lot. We don't want to be wearing these players out. Um just end it and call it a tie. Each team gets one point and then you play, you know, you go on to the next week. Uh, and then the top four teams in the SEC will go to the playoffs. They will go to the national championship playoffs, what we're used to now. Um, so, if, you know, maybe say in this example, Alabama is number one. They have the most points. George is number two. Um, you know, we could say Clemson's three and Ohio State's four, you know, something like that, just for this example. And then they play like they normally would, uh, you know, in the playoff. You know, you, you play off, you do the playoff and then there's a there's a championship. Whoever wins, wins the national championship. And then the bottom three teams in that SEC out of points get demoted. They get demoted into the second big league, which I said was the big 10 uh you know you can call it whatever you want but in this example we'll call it the big 10 so the big 10 is the tier lower than the sec the top three teams that win in the big 10 that year will get moved up to the sec the next year and the bottom three teams of the sec get demoted to the big 10 and they have to try and compete and win the big 10 that year you know and so in the big 10 you'll have everybody that's included in the big 10 You'll add USC and UCLA who are supposed to come on in 2025 or whenever it is. And then you add on whoever needs to be added on to get the total to 20 or yeah, 20 teams. Um, so you've got, you know, Utah, Baylor, maybe Oregon, throw those bad boys in there, Florida State, uh, you know, get, get some of the bigger boys in there and then have them play each other and then see who wins. And then once again, the bottom three teams of the Big Ten that year, end up get demoted 
to the lower league after that, which would be the ACC. And again, the ACC will be filled with those normal teams, you know, NC State, since uh, Syracuse, Boston College, Virginia Tech. And then you add whoever you need to add, you know, maybe you add BYU, you add uh, TCU, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, you know, just to get again to the 20 and then do the same thing. Um, and I think it'd be kind of fun to have to end up determining the champion of that league, you have a playoff again. You have a playoff in every league. So the Big Ten, you'll go to a playoff with just four teams like you normally do now. And then, you know, you 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 do the playoff and whoever ends up winning the playoff is the champion of that league and they end up getting promoted to the next league. And now next year, they'll be able to compete in the SEC with the big boys and see how well they do and try and not get demoted. Try and stay in the SEC as long as you can, you know. Um I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it, you know, who knows how they end up making it work with all of the TV rights and everything, you know, but I think TV would, would love that. I think, you know, you got some big games in every league, uh, you know, the big 10, they're going to have some big, big time games, some big time rivalries, you know, you can put some big time rivals in there. Um, obviously the sec, that's going to be dope. You know, you're, you're going to have some big time colleges, big time programs, duking it out in the sec every week there's going to be a marquee game um and then each league has a playoff oh yeah i mean i think the 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 stations are going to love that you know the espn's gonna be oh yeah we're gonna want the big 10 playoff we're gonna want the acc playoff you know why not um and then and then it kind of shuffles some teams as well you know you got teams moving up and down and just to see, you know, maybe there's some Cinderella teams, some Cinderella programs who shoot up the the conferences and end up in the, you know, SEC and end up, you know, giving some of these big SEC teams, you know, some fits, you know, who knows? Uh, and so I think it'd be kind of fun, but I don't know. Am, am I crazy, Blake? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think it would be be super cool um i think it would give a lot of like you said a lot of teams an opportunity to to go out and prove themselves um and kind of show like hey you know we're here to we're here to play um i think it would it would definitely be nice i think to get rid of the the college football rankings i think those are an absolute mess to begin with i mean they're all over the place and you know a lot of teams are getting rigged because of what conference they're in so I think I think in you know your scenario it would be great um, just because there's no question right it's like you were the top of your tier so you're moving on you know there's no there's no questions asked about right. it um, which right. would eliminate a lot of you know favoritism with with what team you are you know obviously if Alabama goes down you know at one you know if they're ranked number one and they go down you know, every year that that's the case and they only drop to about, you know, three or four. And it's like, you know, if that was any other team, they would drop a, a whole lot further, you know, but just cause they're Alabama and they're good every year, they're only going to drop a few so that they're in the big games. Right. right. Um, so your scenario, I think would be, you know, great in that sense of, you know, that's out of the picture, you know, it's not your, you know, it's not your decision, you know, those big guys up there, it's, it's, the facts like you won this many games you deserve to be in this conference with the big dogs you know and right. if you if you can't go out there and and prove yourself you know on 
big time games and you know then you don't deserve to be there and okay. you know you're getting demoted so i think that would be a, um a great idea to just just like let the facts show you know like it's it's always about opinion you know even with the rankings it's it's never about you know the facts you right. lose if you have lost one game in three years and this guy has lost two games you know in in a year it's like who's obviously the better you know the better team i don't care how hard that team they you know they their schedule was right the facts are the facts and they lost one game they deserve to be there right um, so i really like that idea and in the, in the fact that you have to go out and and show show them that right. i deserve to be here and again it would eliminate the favoritism of of these big big teams in the sec right no yeah you bring up a good point with the rankings and everything yeah that mean yeah get rid of that i don't think anyone really likes that anyway so yeah get rid of that and yeah let you know go out there and prove it um you know some potential pushback maybe that's a lot of games because each team's going to play 19 games. And then if you end up making the playoff, you know, you're going to have some more games. Yeah. Um, but I think you look at a lot of these programs, they've got a lot of depth. You know, these colleges got a lot of players on the bench waiting to get some time, um, you know, shuffle some guys in there. You know, maybe you're not playing a, a, as big of a program, as, as hard of a, a, a challenge as you will next week. You know, maybe you throw in the backup or the third string running back and he plays the whole game or, you know, the backup quarterback, um, you know, get, get some of these younger guys some playing time, you know, let them develop a little bit. And, you know, I think you can, you know, you can manage, you know, you, you your depth is is pretty, uh, pretty deep. Uh, you know, I think you'll be fine. Um, so I don't think that would be an issue. Plus, if a lot of these players end up going to the NFL, you know, the NFL just keeps increasing games every year. It seems like, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to be playing a lot of games in the NFL and against a lot more physical, a lot more quick, uh, you know, faster talent. Um, you know, you got to be ready for that anyway. So I think that'll, that'll help prepare these young men for the next level anyway. Um, and then I think there's a lot of things you can learn from, you know, these uh these leagues in europe you know the, the the major soccer leagues over there um what they do over there is the top four teams of each uh conference get a play in the champions league which is you know a big deal over there really all over the world you know everyone tunes in for that uh you know why not do something like that with this too you know maybe the top four teams in each conference they all go into a, this massive playoff series or something where they're just duking it out, kind of like a March Madness almost, you know, where I bet you'll have some Cinderella teams upset, some some big programs. And then you just have like a, you know, like a Champions League winner who's just the winner of college football altogether. You know, that'd be cool. That might be pushing it because that, that that's adding a lot of games to these young young players. And, um, you know, that, who knows? Yeah, there might be some, complications there but you know I, I don't know you know i think everything should be on the table you know why not uh start start let's start over you know start from ground zero and i think there's there's other leagues out there to to learn from and i think i, I just think this is an example of that you know let's let's you know let's find something that's that's entertaining for everybody that that kind of solves a lot of these questions and problems that we have and you know i, I think you'd be surprised that what you can come up with that might be successful. So 
anyway, yeah, that, that that's kind of my proposal for the solution. Um, feel free to let me know if I'm crazy or not. You know, uh, definitely there. You know, there again, like I said, there there's probably some wrinkles you have to work out, but I think it's it'd be fun, entertaining, and again, every team's going to compete for something. You know, you're going to have these kind of uh, lower programs. They're not going to want to get demoted. They're going to want to stay in their conferences. You know, no one's going to want to leave the SEC. So a lot of these lower programs, they have something to play for. You know, every week they're going to try and compete and win games because they don't want to get demoted to the to the Big Ten or whatever. Um, and, you know, same with the top. Everyone's going to try and compete, uh, play, you know, try and get into that playoff. Because if you win enough games, you know, all of a sudden, before you know it, you're in the playoff and anything can happen in the playoff. You know, you, you, know, you never know what's going to happen there. So uh, so kind of a fun idea I thought I'd share with everyone. And uh uh, you know, definitely relevant news right now with everything going on, but um, we'll, we'll we'll have to see what happens. You know, I, I doubt it it happens this way, but I just think that'd be kind of a fun idea to to think about for sure. Yeah, I think I think it would be fun. There's you know definitely ideas that you would need to you know kind of iron out, like like you said, but um, for sure, I think it would eliminate a lot of a lot of things like you know um, Utah and Ohio State being in the the Rose Bowl this this past season and Ohio State resting, you know, like they're big guys because they're getting ready to for the NFL draft. And it's like, you know, that's that's kind of bull, you know, like I think that's stupid because these teams prepare and, you know, Utah worked so hard to get to where they were. And, you know, yeah. Ohio State obviously tried, but um and then Ohio State just rests their guys like no, they shouldn't be able to do that. You know, like there should be stakes on the line. And if that, you know, what your idea was, was the case, you know, the entire program would ride on, on that game. Like right. if they won that game, they could have the opportunity to jump into the, you know, the better league, you know, such as the SEC yeah, um, or, or the playoff or whatever. Yeah. Or the playoff. Yeah. So, so I think putting more stakes on the games that are there, would would just do wonders for the college football world you know because yep. these big teams like ohio state if they don't make the college football playoffs they're just like oh it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter if we win the rose bowl like i'm yep. gonna prepare for my life you know which is coming up which is the nfl which is obviously you know the the main goal and that's where they want to be but still you know it should it should matter the game that you're that you're in and and the fact that you made it to the rose bowl you should get there and and want to play and right. everything you've got instead of, Oh, I'm going to rest because the draft is in a couple months. It's like, no, like you need to play for your program and for the future of the program. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, that would yeah definitely add kind of pressure from coaches and, and the program itself to, for these players to yeah, go out there and compete. Cause it's like, Hey man, you, you got a chance to elevate this program yeah, to the next level or yeah, into the playoff. Like we want you out there. We need you out there playing. And um, so, yeah, yeah, I like that. I think, I think that definitely solves some of those issues as well. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move into some NFL talk, shall we? Absolutely. Um, all right, we're going to continue our Mas or Menos section that we started last week. 
where we go down each division in the NFL and talk about their mas or their ceiling for this next year and their menos, which would be their floor. And once again, I want to emphasize, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, not everything is going to go right for a lot of these teams and not everything is going to go wrong for these teams this next year. So, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. So just kind of keep that in mind, but it's kind of fun to kind of look at some of the talent that these teams have and some of the potential that they have. And I think um, it could kind of paint a picture of maybe what this next season may look like for a lot of these teams. All right. Um, so we want to go ahead. Last week we, we uh, started in the, NFC East this episode we're going to go ahead and go to the AFC counterpart the AFC East so we've got the Buffalo Bills New England Patriots Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets um first off let's establish um who do we think's finishing last in this division um it's it's absolutely going to be the Jets <laughs> Sorry, Jets fans, but yeah, you're you're probably right. I'm 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 gonna agree with that. I... Zach is too distracted with moms right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he trying to do the dirty with moms, so. banging moms. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so by the way, hide your moms. If yeah, you're look out, New York. Pretty boy Zach pimp might be after coming. Him. Yeah, for real. The pimp is coming. <laughs> They call him the baby face assassin on the street. Oh, that's right. That's right. Look out. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I agree with that. So I'm, I had the the assignment to look at the New York Jets and kind of predict what uh, what their season's going to look like. Um, and, yeah, to start off, I'll, I'll go with their menos, kind of start off with maybe some something poor first. Um, I mean, uh, menos, I think – is is Robert Sala really that good of a coach? I think maybe that uh, if he's not maybe as good of a coach as he needs to be to elevate this team, I think that uh, that's going to bring them down a lot uh, that the season. Um, their defense, there's still some question marks. Uh, it's improved, but has it improved enough? Uh, I, I think that's a question. Um you know, Robert Sala is a defensive coach, but they, uh, yeah, they just weren't very good last year. I mean, they were okay, but um, yeah, I just think it lacks a lot of talent. And so maybe their, their offense, if it improves, their defense is holding them back a little bit and maybe Zach continues to struggle. You know, he, he had his struggles last year and maybe he just uh, is, is still a little slow processing things. Uh, I, I didn't like the way their offensive coordinator kind of, uh, game plan for for teams every week and so maybe he just continues to struggle as well um they do have a lot of young talent uh talented offensive weapons maybe they they you know struggle a little bit uh adjusting to the nfl and things um you know garrett wilson was uh you know high draft pick maybe he, he struggles a little bit Elijah Moore struggled last year. You know, maybe he continues to struggle. Uh, they had Brees Hall. They drafted again. You know, maybe he has some issues uh, adjusting to the game. You know, very possible, especially for rookies. And and the offensive line. You know, they had some major struggles there. And did they did they make enough changes there to to help protect Zach? And again, they they have some young talent on the line as well. You know, maybe maybe the talent 
is just isn't enough on that offensive line. And so I think the the Manos is is probably looking at another, you know, top pick in the next year's draft. <laughs> um, I mean, I think they've got enough talent. They, I don't, I don't think they they their Manos is a top three pick, but I'd probably say maybe top five, top eight. Uh, you know, I I I mean, it's the Jets. Uh, anything can happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'd put say, it past the jets <laughs> yeah I, i'm sorry but you know your franchise just hasn't done enough to show us that uh you know they're gonna they're gonna be consistent winners year in year out you know they're, they're gonna find ways to just to fall down the, the draft board so i think that's probably their main us now switching over to their moss um maybe zach takes that next step you know maybe he's um maybe he's been you know, taking the necessary time to to get better, and you know maybe he makes that big time jump. They've He's given him better in bed, boy. With moms, <laughs> hey, maybe that little mama magic. You know, maybe uh, that helps him out. You know, he's, been, he's improved a little bit. Very possible. Um, they, you know, they've given him some more weapons. Brees Hall. You know, maybe he. You know, maybe those young that these young talented. Uh, skill positions help them out uh, I think that's very possible you know that they are some talented players they were pretty highly touted coming out of the draft you know maybe the offensive line does click and uh, starts playing better and protecting him more which I think would go a long way he had hardly any time last year uh, you know and maybe uh, maybe the coach um, Robert Sala taps into this defense a little bit too uh, you know, I know Sauce Gardner uh, is a very, very talented corner. You know, maybe he is everything that everyone says he is, you know, a, a shutdown corner, and maybe that helps out the this defense. You know, Quinn and Williams, very good in the middle. You know, I think he's he, he was very young coming out of the draft. You know, a lot of these players had room for maturity and improvement. A lot of the, you know, I, I could see the defense improving quite a bit. Unfortunately, they, they're in a very tough division who have a lot of uh, teams that are ready to compete and win now. So I, I think their Moss, I, I could, uh, you know, I could see him being third, maybe second in the division. You know, if all everything breaks right, uh, you know, I think that's in the realm of possibilities. And, you know, maybe vying for a, a wild card spot. I don't know if any higher than that, you know, probably wild card. And I don't know if they're ever making any noise in the playoffs just yet. I think they're getting there, though. You know, I think if, if everything hits and everything goes right, I think I think it's a possibility. Um, but again, there's still there, there's a lot of questions. So. I mean, real quick, what do you, what do you think? I mean, am, am I off my rocker and thinking any of that? I think I think you are. I don't I think they're I don't know their ceiling. I don't think they could be second in division. You really think so? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know the Dolphins uh, is Tua, you know, we'll talk about it but uh, Tua, I mean maybe maybe he's just not in and maybe they struggle. Uh you know, they got a new coach as well. Maybe he's struggles to adjust to the head coaching duties. I mean, I think I mean, I they'd have to get over they'd have to get over the Patriots. That's that's kind of where I you know I hesitate a little bit. Their Patriots are always going to be relevant, um, especially with Bill Belichick. But you know maybe yeah. I mean Mac Jones, maybe he's peaked. You know he uh, 
he had a pretty good year last year, but uh, you know, maybe maybe he has some struggles. You know, now that team's got some film on him, on him, uh, you know, they've got the, you know, some more ideas to to throw at him on defensive coverages. You know, maybe maybe he struggles a little bit. Maybe he doesn't have as good of a year. Uh, they lost uh, Mike McDaniel's as well, their offensive coordinator, to the Raiders. So maybe you know, there's been a lot of question marks about who's really going to call the offense. Uh, maybe that ends up being a bigger deal than what we're making it out to be. Uh, you know, so I could see it. Everything breaks right, but again, it, uh, like I said earlier, you know, it's, it's the Jets. They're probably going to find a <laughs> yeah. way to yeah. to lose some games here and there when they should probably win them, but. Yeah, that's how that's kind of how I feel. I think you're like you said, like if everything literally would have to go perfectly right, and when discussing the Jets, nothing ever goes right. Yeah, so, you know, it's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, and (laughs) and you you said mentioned there's you know there's things that they're doing that are good, but yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just you know it's a process. So I think yeah, I think they're making the right steps. So. Okay, who who do we think's finishing third in this division? Um, I'll throw it out there. I I think it's probably the Dolphins. Uh, but I mean, what do you what do you think? I think I mean we've had this discussion, but I think it's going to be the Patriots. Yeah, um, you, you you mentioned the Patriots. Let let's do Patriots then, because uh, again, there is a lot of question marks, maybe more so than ever before <laughs> this year. Uh, just just with kind of the whole play calling thing that's going on over there kind of weird but yeah i'll roll with that Let, let's roll with the patriots as the the finishing third uh, in the division this next year um i also had the task of, of talking about the patriots or, or kind of studying them and, and uh, seeing where they're going to go so I'll, I'll quickly talk about them uh let's see so i'll talk about their manos again i, I kind of already talked about it a little bit but maybe mac jones struggles I mean, he 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 didn't throw the ball super deep last year, which was was kind of his a lot of teams and a lot of analysts issue with him last year. Uh, so maybe he just isn't that dy- dynamic of a thrower and and just can't you know make those big time plays that you need your quarterback to make to kind of elevate you to the next level. So maybe he continues to struggle. Um, they've got some some playmakers um but i they don't really have anybody that's like top tier and maybe that ends up being a bigger deal than what we think uh you know they they kind of got some mediocre guys but nobody that's big time uh, and so maybe they 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 just continue to struggle that way um and then defensively i mean they're they're going to be good defensively with with Belichick there and so, you know, it's hard to see it's too many issues going wrong there. Um, but I, you know, maybe I, if anything, I think maybe the offense just can't keep up with some of these premier teams in the league that are just going to put up a ton of points on them. And their defense just, you know, just keeps getting bombarded <laughs> by by all these other teams. Uh, you know, I, I, another thing that we need to point out, the AFC is stacked, you know. Now that uh, Denver has uh Russell Wilson, you know, they're probably going to get better. Uh, you know, that whole conference chiefs, uh, chargers, Raiders, you know, that, that's a juggernaut already. Plus you got the Bengals who are going to get better. Uh, you know, the Steelers now that Ben's not there, I I'm sure 
they'll probably make some progress. You know, the Ravens are always going to be relevant. The Browns, they've got Deshaun Watson now, you know, uh, you know, there's some juggernauts here in this division and they're going to put up some points. So maybe this defense, you know, just <laughs> struggles to keep up, you know, and if anything, the offense um, just can't stay on the field long enough to give the defense adequate rest. I think that's very possibility if, you know, uh, and for their kind of floor, again, with Belichick, they're they're going to win some games uh, and they're going to be relevant. So I think their floor, I could see them being last in the division. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe, yeah, last, probably third. You know, again, I think third in the division is probably the floor. I don't know if Belichick's going to let the Jets you know, <laughs> beat them in the conference. I, I just don't see that happening. So I'd probably go third. I don't know if uh, fourth in the division is 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 possible for them. Um, but, you know, I could probably say, you know, four, six, seven wins, you know, it's just kind of mediocre, but not great. I, I think that's, I think that's definitely in the realm of possibilities. But now let's go ahead and flip over to the, to the ceiling. Um, uh, and, yeah, maybe Mac is takes a step forward. Uh, you know, maybe some of these pieces that they've got do end up helping them out a lot. You know, uh, Devontae Parker, you know, maybe he he just needed a new uh, change in scenery. You know, he was kind of middle of the pack when he was with Miami. So maybe switching over to New England, maybe they find a way to unlock his potential and he just kind of explodes. Uh, and, you know, he, he has that connection with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, their running game's always going to be strong. You know, they've got uh, quite a few running backs. So, you know, they're able to filter those guys in and out and, and kind of keep those guys fresh. So, uh, you know, I'm sure their running game, you know, is going to be solid and, and they'll be able to run all over teams. I mean, their offensive line's always, always solid. You know, they've got a great uh, slew of tight ends. Uh, and then obviously defensively, when you got Bill Belichick, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Uh, and so, you know, maybe they they take another step. Uh, they still have uh, Matthew Judon, who's who's a beast, and so he, uh, this will be his second year. So you know, there's there's room for improvement there for sure. You know, and they and they end up playing well. Let me take a peek at here at their schedule real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some winnable games. You know, they play Chicago, who I think is going to struggle. Um, you know, they play Detroit, you know, I mean, you know, there's, there's some winnable games. And then when you, again, when you got the Jets and the Dolphins, you know, the, the, the Patriots have had their number, you know, for years now, you know, and Bill Belichick, I think knows how to handle those teams. You know, I could see him, uh, I think their Moss or their, their, their ceiling is going to be second in the division. Uh, again in the playoffs and I could see him winning a game or two maybe in the playoffs I think that's that's definitely in the realm of possibilities when you've got a really good coach and you've got a, a an up, up and coming really good quarterback um real quick again Blake what do you what do you think how, how, how did that how did that sound yeah yeah that I I agree I think um second's definitely um a ceiling I don't I don't think there's any chance um you know, I'll, I'll be up front. I don't think any, any of these teams have a chance to catch up with the bills. Um, I mean, again, there's, there is some question marks about the dolphins as well. So I think a definite ceiling would be them, you know, taking over the dolphin spot. Um, 
you know, as in our prediction, at least. Um, and, you know, taking that second spot, they, they do have some, you know, some weapons there on offense, you know, um, obviously not top tier, but, you know, enough to, to at least maybe get them over the hump, you know, to get them to second. So, yeah, I, th- I think what you had said is, is, you know, spot on for sure. Great. Yeah, totally great. Real quick, how, how am I sounding audio wise? I've been kind of shifting my mic around. Is it, is it affecting the way I sound? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You sound great. I still sound the same and the yeah. whole way through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll start right after this here. Okay. All right. Well, that leads us to the last two teams in the division. Um, and I think we both agree Miami is probably next. So finishing second here in the division, which, um, you know, is a step because they finished third last year. So, um, They've made some exciting changes to the team. Uh, and so, Blake, you've had the assignment here to, to kind of study up on the Dolphins and what, what you think is going to be their moss and what's their manos. Yeah, uh, hit us with it. What, what, what have you found? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I did, a little, did a little research, um, you know, at work. I, ha- I had some uh, free time, you know how it goes. So um, I've got some just some fun little facts to, to kind of think about and all right. Um, discuss. Um, so since 2012, um, they've only had three winning um, record seasons, and it was 2016, 2020, and 2021. Um, so in 2016, Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback. Um, 2020 and 2021, it was Tua, um, wow. which is a pretty it's a pretty big step for them, you know, and and yeah. that's that's big for for Tua, you know, considering he's he's kind of had some question marks around him and on if this is going to be his year. Um, and so USA today has the dolphins finishing this year, 10 and seven. Oh, wow. Um, which I, I thought that. was, yeah, yeah. I, I had wrote that down thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. Um, they have them losing to the bills um, in week three, um, losing to the Bengals week four, losing to the Browns in week 10, and then losing to the 49ers week 13, um, and then losing to the Chargers in um, week 14, and then the Bills again in week 15, and then also Green Bay in week 16. Um, which Makes I sense. Thought, yeah, which, you know, those are legitimate teams that they have them losing to. Right. Um, but, you know, I think I'll start with their ceiling um, just because – I think they, they have quite a few, um, they, they did some stuff, you know, I think they really did, um, you know, running back wise, they went and got Chase Edmonds from the, you know, the, um, Cardinals and, um, Raheem Mostert from the 49ers and, you know, they've got some serious guys there in the, in the backfield now, which was, you know, it was a legitimate question mark last season, you know, they had Miles Gaskin there for a little while and, he's, you know, he's just not a, you know, a, you know, a legitimate runner. So um, I thought that that's definitely going to add a lot to their offense. Obviously um, I'll mention the Tyreek trade. You know, you obviously have to mention that one. He is going to do, you know, he's going to do what Tyreek does. He's proved himself in, in Kansas city and he's going to take that and, you know, run with it in Miami. Um, you know, the question mark is, is can Tua get him the ball? Right. And yeah, me and Darren talked about it and if he can get him the ball, you know, Tyreek's going to do what Tyreek does, but it's about getting it to him on those deep balls. And I know Tua kind of had some question marks around 
around his deep balls there. Um, you know, but I think, I think by the, in the end of the day, you know, just get it in his hands and he'll be fine. And pairing him with Waddle for sure, you know, Waddle had quite a, quite a good year. Um, I think he will take a lot of the pressure away from Waddle and Waddle will be able to grow into the role that he wants to be. Um, and also Mike Gusecki, he's, he's great. You know, he's a good, good tight end who continues to, you know, and you know, he, he's proved himself that he's a legitimate guy that you can trust. Um, the defensive side, um, you know, Xavier Howard's good. Um, they've got, uh, Javon Holland now, you know, it's, there's, there's some, you know, positivity. Um, I've got some stats here as well. So last season, um, they were ranked 20th in yards allowed 16th against the run and 23rd against the pass. So, you know, they were, they were right there in the, in the middle of things. Um, not great. Um, but you know, in the, in the draft, they went and got some defensive guys. Um, their, their first pick wasn't until, um, the third round. Um, oh, that's for, right. yeah, their 102nd pick. Um, and it was Channing Tyndall, um, a linebacker out of Georgia. So, you know, they, they knew that defensive defensively, it was kind of their weak point. So they, you know, they went after that in the draft and, um, right. yeah, so they, you know, they kind of did some things. I was, I was shocked that their first pick was in round three, but they did go defensively, which, which will help. So I think, I think ceiling, um, is probably where we have them. Honestly, I think, um, ceiling wood is going to be second place. Right. Um, I don't think they'll beat the bills. I don't think anybody's, um, going to catch the bills in this, you know, division. Um, but I think, you know, Tyreek will add a lot to the offense. I think he could flourish and, and Waddle will do his thing. And, you know, Gesicki, I think that could be a high flying offense. Um, and maybe Tua finally ends the discussion on if I am the guy, you know, maybe he comes in and, and just takes over and says, you know, this is my job. You, you know, sign me, give me a contract and I'll be here, you know, and I'll be the guy. And defensively, maybe they make some strides and, you know, improve on the, you know, against the pass, they, they did pretty good against the run, but, um, you know, maybe they improved there. Um, but their floor, I think, um, like we mentioned, I think it's probably third. Um, I don't think they will be any worse. I don't think they will be last in the division for sure. Um, you did mention, you know, an, a new coach there and, um, you know, yeah, maybe, what's his name again? Sorry. I do you remember his name. No, let me pull it up. Let's see what I, I remember either, but the you know offensive coordinator from the 49ers, but his name is just slipping my mind. Um, let's see. I mean, supposedly Mike McDaniel. That's right. Did Mike I say McDaniel. Mike McDaniel from the Patriots? What was yeah, that? yeah. What's the Patriots guy's name then? This is um, McDaniels too, isn't it? Yes, it is. So oh my. he went to the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Josh, ah, Josh and Mike. Okay. <laughs> Josh <Dang> and Mike. <laughs> yeah. So they have Mike. The new coach, you know, that could be a legitimate question mark. You know, it always takes um, coaches a little while to get settled in. So that could that could affect um, their play. And, um, you know, maybe Tua just isn't the guy and they have to go on the hunt to find find somebody new, you know, and um, that could be a legitimate issue. And he did has struggled with injuries since he has been in the league. Um and you know it's they're they're question marks you know that that might 
be brought up. Um, so yeah, seriously, floor I think would definitely be third. I don't think they'll be last in the division by any chance. Um, but a legitimate I upgrade, I I think throughout this off season they had quite a good off season. They I think they hit a lot of points that they knew were weak. You know, that in the backfield they were they were really weak. You know, and they went after that and and then also getting Tyreek. So I think. Overall, I think they did pretty good this offseason, but, um, you know, Floor would definitely be third in the division. But what do you think, Darren? No, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think they could make some noise in the playoffs, you know. Um, my, yeah, Mike McDaniels is uh, – all the rumors are he's he's a genius, you know, comes from uh, Mike Shanahan, you know. So I think they could be – a really good yeah offensive team and powerhouse that yeah can can make some noise in the playoffs uh i don't know if they're there yet to to make a push to the super bowl uh but yeah maybe um afc championship game i think is is a is a possibility um yeah yeah i agree so yeah i mean that yeah yeah, but I do agree. I think their their floor, you know, there is a lot of moving and changing new faces around, and so, you know, maybe it takes a little more time for them to gel and get to and to kind of mesh, which is very possible. And so, yeah, I think you hit it spot on. And so that leads us to the last team and who we think is going to win the AFC East this coming year, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what do you got for us on the on the Bills? Yeah, yeah. Um, did some homework on them as well. Um, give you give you some of the facts I found there. Um, so to to keep in line with the with the Dolphins. So since 2012, um, the Bills have had five um, seasons with a winning record. Uh, it's a little bit better than the than the Dolphins with the three. Um, so the years that they had a a winning record was 2014, 2017, 2019, 2020, and 2021. Um, so 2014 at quarterback, they had Kyle Orton. I'm not sure if Darren remembers <laughs> old Kyle. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I read the name and I was like, Orton Oh boy. my goodness. <laughs> that just, that just put me in a shock. Oh, wow. Um, that's crazy. Then in 2017, they had Tyrod Taylor as quarterback, old Tyrod. Yeah. Um, yep. So, um, and then, um, from 2019 all the way to 2021, it's been old Joshy boy. Um, Josh Allen running around, you know, kicking, kicking butt. We all know, we all know him. So he's a, he's a, he's a dog. Um, Obviously proved himself, you know, day in and day out as one of the best quarterbacks in the league for sure. Um, But the USA Today has them winning. um, They're them going 13 and four, which, um, you know, is is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. but some of their losses, I was I was a little shocked about. I I can see them winning quite a few um, than they have them scheduled. Um, USA Today has them predicting um, a loss to the Titans in Week Two, a loss to wow. the Ravens in Week Four, a loss to the Patriots in Week Thirteen, and a loss to the Bengals in Week Seventeen. Um, which is, yeah, Darren's making a face. Um, mm. that's exactly what I thought when, in reading that, you know, the, the Titans really like, I can yeah. see the Bills, and, you know, I reading the article, it, they said that 
that um, Derrick Henry has their number, has the Bills number, and he runs all over him. But, you know, as good as, you know, Derrick Henry is, I don't think he's going to take over the game. I think the Bills could possibly take, you know, win that game. I think they could easily beat the Patriots week 13 and maybe even, you know, beat the Ravens week four. Like, you know, we're seriously talking about maybe a one-loss year for them for their you know for their ceiling um and again they made huge moves this offseason um another another interesting thing that i found um they had they went crazy in the draft um they had quite a few draft picks um very well balanced draft as well i was telling telling darren in the draft they went defensive um defensively offense defense offense then they went and got a punter then they went defense, offense, defense. And that was their their lineup in the draft, which was <laughs> quite impressive. Um, yeah. So their first round um, pick, uh, 23rd pick in the first round, um, they got that cornerback from Florida. Um, it's like Ka'ar Alam. Um, spelled very weird, K-A-I-I-R. I'm not sure how you would pronounce that, but oh, – yeah. um, I think, yeah, Kair Elam, I think. Yeah, so, you know, and uh, him coming out of the first round, you know, they, they're obviously going to have big, big expect, expectations on him. And, you know, they, they had a a really well-balanced draft. You know, I've got all their draft picks here, but I won't I won't read them aloud. Um, but their ceiling, um, I think, is obviously um, winning the division. And I – you know, this will be my bold take. I think the Bills will win the Super Bowl this year. I think they will go on um, and take over. You know, I think they were a game away um, from getting there against the Chiefs, you know, with the whole overtime rule. But they made huge moves this offseason. They went and got um, Jamison Crowler, um, you know, and and got some guys there. They definitely improved on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and you know, with, when you have Josh Allen at quarterback, it's kind of hard to, uh, to, you know, complain about it, you know, like he's obviously going to go out and compete and he's proved himself year after year that he's good enough to be that guy. Um, so ceiling for sure is, is, um, Super Bowl. I, I'm strong on the, on the bills. Um, and this isn't even mentioning their, the defensive side of the ball, um, so they had the number one defense in the league last year. Um, and honestly, they only went, they're only going to get better, you know, drafting um, their first round guy out of, you know, out of the the draft, a defensive corner, you know, he's obviously going to improve there, there. Um, and they went and got Von Miller, um, yeah. which, is, which is huge. He's going to, he's going to go in there and, cause all types of disruption and yeah, he's still um, got something in the tank for sure. Yeah. And, and he showed it at LA for sure that he's, he's still there. Um, yep. and their secondary as well, you know, Tredavious white, um, coming back now with their first rounder, they'll be on opposite sides. Um, you know, those, those guys are, you know, killers. Um, and then they also went out and got a bunch of depth players. They went and got, um, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, a um, bunch of role players to, uh, you know, put in there and just big bodies and yeah. To add to the secondary, they, you know, they have Jordan Poyer and also Micah Hyde, 
you, yeah. you can't complain with those guys, you know, like ceiling is absolutely Super Bowl with these guys. There is no, you know, no question about it that they're going to make a deep, deep playoff push and, you know, potentially be playing in the Super Bowl. And I don't think anybody can argue that. Um, so I think that's their ceiling um, floor. You know, after making a bold prediction that they're going to win the Super Bowl, it you know, it's kind of hard to to say their floor, but there's no way that they even get third in the division, I think. I think their floor is probably second in division. Um, oh, really? I, yeah, but I I just I don't see it. Like, again, that would be worst of the worst. I think floor is, is probably still number one in the division and, you know, just you lose a little bit more games than you think. But, you know, I, I have high hopes for these guys and they've proved to themselves that they're good enough. Um, but maybe you have more to touch on just because, you know, me predicting them going to the Super Bowl, I, I don't really have much to say about the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got anything to say, Darren? No, I mean, no, no, yeah, those are some great points. You make my little breakdown look weak. You bring out all these stats, man. That was impressive. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought I needed to do my homework last time. <laughs> I was like, man, first podcast, I was a little rusty. I needed to do no, my homework. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. But no, yeah, even like looking at their depth chart, I'm like, holy cow, these guys are stacked. I mean, I, I forgot about some of these picks that they had and some of these depth pieces. So yeah, I mean, holy moly! I don't know if they're getting talked about enough to be, you know, Super Bowl favorites. Because yeah, they're they're they, flying underneath the radar for sure. They've got quite a bit of players. Um, yeah, floor wise, um, they lost their offensive coordinator, so maybe that's a bigger deal than than what we're talking about. Um, you know, I know he was he was he was a really big deal for them and really helped Josh Allen out a lot. Um. So I could see that maybe causing some issues for the offense. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, other than that, man, I mean, they're just a solid team. I have a hard time seeing that defense struggling. Uh, they've been so good oh. for so long. Yeah, they're um, absolutely going to be the best defense in the league again. Like, there's uh, no question. Yeah, it's hard to argue that, especially now they they've, they've even got more depth. I mean, they've got some good like backup pieces that are probably starting for a lot of teams in the league. Uh, and same with offense. You know, I feel like they've got some good offensive players. Like, geez, man. Um, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, maybe offensive line, you know, maybe there's some issues there and, and teams are able to just get after Josh Allen, which even then he he's so good on the run that, that you know, sometimes he can just make something happen when, yeah. when he has no business doing that. But I mean, you know, maybe there are some issues there. I know last year they struggled running the ball. And so a lot of teams just didn't even bother playing the run, you know, and they could just sit back and play the pass. You know, there was that one game where they ran the ball what, like one time or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah another another thing to mention too is um, their second round pick um, was James Cook, who is yeah. running back. Yeah. So, I saw that. You know, they, they went after that as well, knowing that was a hole for sure. So maybe right. they might you know, he might help that. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, Josh Allen is, is a running back on his own too, you know, so he kind of yeah. creates some of that on his own. Um, but, but yeah, I think I, I, I see, and that's why this is kind of fun because I think their floor is still probably 
number one in the division. Absolutely. I just can't see them falling past anybody. They're just so deep and, and they've been so good the past couple of years, uh, you know, and still getting that number that, uh, yeah, being the number one uh, team in their division, you know, maybe playoff wise, again, the, the AFC is stacked. So, you know, maybe the AFC as a whole just got so much better where they do see them losing some games where it kind of shocks us a little bit. Um, and so maybe that brings them down a little bit. Um, and maybe they end up struggling in the playoffs, but I, I think for sure a, a pretty high seeding in the playoffs, I think is a floor and, but maybe out uh, in the second round, you know, I, there's a possibility. I just think the AFC is so deep, you know, and come playoff time, anything can happen. So if some if another team is just hitting their stride come playoff time, I think that's a possibility for sure. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. I I I think they're my play or my Super Bowl pick too. I they're just yeah, they're just a really, really solid team, it's looking like. So um yeah, yeah that, that's gonna be exciting. And and looking at their schedule, sorry, cut you off, boy. Uh oh, but, Opening with uh, the defending champs, the Los Angeles Rams on the Thursday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. So kicking off the season with a pretty tough game. I think that'll yeah. be, um, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fireworks. So uh, we're, they're going to get their test early. Um, but I, you know, I think they're, I think they're, they're in it. So, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think, I think this is, you know, probably their year. They, they were that close, you know, last year, and they just went and got like 40 times, you know, not obviously <laughs> not 100 times better, but, you know, at least, you know, 50% better with, with with what they did in, in not only the draft, but in trades, you know, picking up Vaughn, like, I think Vaughn's pretty underrated. He's obviously still got more in the tank, and, you know, maybe he knows something that, that we don't, obviously going to L.A. right in the the middle of the season and went and got himself a ring. So maybe now he's like, well, I'm just going to jump to the bills and get me another one. So, you know, I, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm very high on them. I think they're super bowl, you know, potential super bowl winners this year for sure. Yeah. Well, and, uh, real quick, I'll mention too, um, Jodavius white too. I mean, I don't think he played like hardly at all last year. Yeah. He's, he's a top corner in this league. So, I mean, he's coming back. I think, uh, you know, if, if he can get back to his regular self, yeah, for sure. I think that's going to help out a lot. Um, I'll, I'll mention this, though, with the, the floor, the Menos. Um, uh, some of these players may be kind of on the downward trend of their careers, you know. Uh, so maybe they end up falling off a cliff and, and they, uh, you know, lose a step. Uh, so maybe that, that could be part of their floor as, as some of these players don't end up performing quite up to what, everyone's hoping for but yeah i mean they're so deep i feel like they can just sub someone in and yep <laughs> still get quite a bit of, quite yeah still get quite a, quite a bit of a talent there um okay well that wraps up the afc east um so next week next podcast next episode we'll go ahead and break down the nfc north uh, so we'll go ahead and, and kind of break that down again, go through the mas and the menos of each team and um, yeah, see, see what's next and what's in store for the NFC East this, this coming year.
Okay, uh, real quick, we're going to go ahead and jump to our last segment, which is the couch coaches of the NFL, uh, who we think ranking the top coaches in the NFL. Uh, once again, we're not ranking the 10 new coaches who are going to be new NFL coaches this year, just because they haven't really coached yet. So we're not really sure. But so we're we have 22 um, NFL coaches that we're ranking because there's 10 new coaches. Uh, just to recap, so we have Matt Rule as the uh, worst coach in the NFL. Um, <laughs> second, did uh, we had Robert Sala, right? Robert Sala as the mm-hmm. second worst coach. Uh, third, we had Mike McCarthy from the Cowboys. Uh, fourth, we had Ron Rivera from the Commanders. And then Pete Carroll from the Seahawks, rounding out the bottom five of the NFL coaches. Uh, so let's go the next bottom five. And I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna throw out Arthur Smith out there just because I was I was gonna say I think Arthur Smith is the next one for sure. Okay. Okay, let's throw him there. I just think uh, I mean he's so young, it's hard to tell, but yeah, I don't know. they they performed surprisingly well you know looking at their record i think they won seven games last year which they probably shouldn't have won seven games so (laughs) i think this will be a a bigger test to see what he does with this team now that matt ryan's gone they've got desmond ritter does he does he start or do they do they roll out with marcus mariota um and then uh ridley is is suspended you know for betting on games so how does the team do without him They've, they they drafted London Drake, who I think is going to be pretty good. They they they've got Kyle Pitts, so this will be this will be a a, a a test for them for sure. Losing a player of Matt Ryan's caliber, but you know, so he's got a chance to to step up these ranks. But I think for now, it, yeah, I don't know. They just they just did not pop at all last year. Kyle Pitts, very high pick, didn't really do much. Which is very disappointing. I think as a coach, you got to do better at, uh, at getting him in in scoring situations and giving him the ball. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I absolutely agree. It, it, you know, and you just kind of expect more, especially with you know getting a pick um, as as early as you did with Kyle Pitts. You know, and him. I think he only scored like one touchdown last year. Yeah. Like you know, you you just need more. You know. And I don't think that's necessarily him. Like, I think he has the talent and he's shown that he does. Right. No, I think that's on the coaching side of the ball. So he just yeah. needs to, he just needs to do better there. Right. For sure. Okay. Well, that's uh six. So let's see who, who do we got next on this list? Man. I don't know. I mean, do, do we throw Dan Campbell in there? I really I was- like <laughs> I really like we, Dan Campbell, but we've been we've been pretty synced. I think I think Dan's my next one. Oh, too, right, I was right. say. We're but, we're pretty synced today. We didn't agree as much on the last five, but right. I, I think I just it, you know, and it's it's hard to uh you know, like it's hard to you know, say what he's so fresh, you know. He's, yeah, there's so his new. first year, yeah, his first year last year. Um, but again, just kind of disappointing and um you just expect more but i think this year you know will definitely be the 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 test i think we'll know um this next season you know he had a year to kind of establish himself so i think this this year will be the year of you know is dan campbell the guy you know like 
Do yeah. we want to keep him around? You know, can he make something out of this team? Or, you know, is, is he a complete flop and, you know, we're starting all over again like they already are? <laughs> right. No, yeah. And I, I I could see an argument where he should be lower on this list, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think he, you know, I think he, he's a good coach, Um, you know, very passionate and, and it gets his guys to play hard. They play very oh, hard. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a lot of talent on that team, you know, so there's only so much he can do, but. um. You know, they had some some guys perform last year. Um, I'm forgetting the receiver's name who um, who really played Saint well. Brown. Down. Yeah, I'm all St. Brown. Yeah, I think, you know, rookie played well and, you know, down the stretch. And I think, you know, that the coach has a lot to do with that. Uh, DeAndre Swift really had a great year. Yeah. So, you know, again, I think the coach has something to do with that. There's not a lot of talent on that defense, so. There's only so much you can do, and I think that that ends up, you know, why they struggled a lot. But we saw um, uh, the tight end, man, everyone's name T.J. is Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson, thank you. Uh, he played really well last year too. You know, I think the coach played well, and and then when you have Jared Goff as your quarterback, you know, I yeah, <laughs> he, he 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 did okay, but yeah, I mean, he he's not gonna lead yet. To the yeah. promised land, you know, by any yep. means. Um, okay, so uh, who do we got next? Um, it, we're, we're starting to hit some some pretty good <laughs> coaches here. So, it, it, you know, it's going to get yeah. tough. It's definitely getting, you know, pretty, pretty um, difficult here. Yeah. Um, towards the end. I like I'm thinking. Uh, oh, man, I don't know. I, I'm like in between. Cliff uh, Kingsbury from the Cardinals and Mike Tomlin, unfortunately, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm kind of stuck in between the two of them. I don't know what you think. Let's go Cliff. I I'm very high on Mike. I, I mean, he hasn't had a losing season again as a head coach. I mean, that's, that's very impressive. I still really like Mike Tomlin. I go Cliff. He had a very good season last year, but uh, yeah, like we, we, we talked about this last week, but, um, that playoff was very disappointing last year. You know, I think, very. yeah, that, that, that's hard to not to put them, put them here. So I'll go cliff. Yeah. Uh, are think, you okay with I that? Think, yeah. Yeah. I think second half of the season, he just, he just kind of struggles, you know, he, he, the, cause at the first, you know, first half of the season last year, the, the Cardinals were their the team, you know, the right. last undefeated team. And then, you know, the second they got that first loss, it was just kind of, you know, he, he couldn't make adjustments. It felt like, um, yeah. and even into the playoff games, just straight embarrassing, you know, when you've got, when you've got, you know, Kyler and, you know, and those guys, it's like, yeah. you should be able to make at least a deep playoff push, you know, yeah. You established yourself in the first half of the season, and now you're <laughs> you're flopping. It's like you know, he he belongs there for sure. So yeah, that was kind of disappointing, and and especially in his early years, I feel like he should have done a better job with kind of the talent they had. So yeah. still, so you know, a, a a decent coach, but yeah, I, I think he's got more to prove for sure. I I don't want to put Tomlin next. Uh, that's I that's think he fair. needs to be I higher think- up. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I I only put them there just because they haven't really done anything. Yeah. Like even it, you, you've had the winning seasons, but nothing's been done. But when you have Big Ben there, who was done, he was 
done five years ago. He should have been, <laughs> you know, at least two or three. He was years ago. He was, he should have just been done. So yeah. I guess Mike can Mike can stay. We'll keep him around <laughs> for a little bit. All right. What do, what do you think of John Harbaugh? I'm thinking. Oh yeah. I think. I mean, I, he's he's at Lamar. Phenomenal talent. Even their defense has quite a bit of talent. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down to put John. They haven't John done much recently. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I know he's got John. that Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, which I think says a lot. But that defense was oh yeah top notch. You know, when you've got Ray Lewis, it's like yeah. come on, you know, Andy, that, that, yeah, the the, the safety, was, um, yeah, Reed, Reed, yeah, Ed Reed, Ed, Ed Reed. Reed. Reed, yeah, yeah Reed. It's, you can't. You can't yeah, screw that like, up. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, you're clearly an idiot. And yeah. you know, getting into these the you know, these guys, we're we're coming down to a list that, you know, some of them have, you know, already rings and some of them are dang close to it. So, you know, I think I think he definitely belongs on the list. They've it feels like they've kind of kept him around in Baltimore just because he did win that Super Bowl, you know, like when you've got, you know, they've have the talent. It's like, why is nothing happening? Right. You know, it just kind of seems like the same thing every year where it's like, whoa, what are the Ravens going to do? And then it's like, oh, you know, kind of semi-deep playoff push. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing, you know. Yeah. So I think John belongs there for sure. Yeah. I mean, his front office has done a great job of giving him, some, you know, good talent. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they just haven't done much with it. So I mean, that stands out for sure. Um, okay, last one here, I believe, to round out the ten worst coaches in the NFL right now. Uh, and again, I, I I think we should preface that these are some top tier coaches for sure. You know, uh, yeah, oh yeah. They there's definitely been some worst coaches in the history of the NFL. You know, but this is just right now. You know, you got to put someone on this list, and so we're putting some good coaches here. But. Um, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, they're, you know, they're, they're getting ranked in, in our goofy list here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, okay. I don't know. I'm thinking Frank Rich, Rich from the Colts. Yeah, Frank Reich. Yeah. Frank Reich. Sorry, my fault. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks like Rich, spelled, but yeah. Yeah, it's spelled funny. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I'm sure you're not the only neighbor. one that says it. Yeah, we've got a neighbor. Right? Oh, yeah. Like that. Rich, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I was actually going to point him up too. Um, I think we've he's been a good in agreement with these. We've been yeah. in agreement with all these. <laughs> we really fun. have. Um, yeah, I, uh, I agree though. I think he's, I think he's a good coach, and um, you know, I think he did okay with Carson. I think he could have maybe done a little bit better, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just hard. You know, it's it's kind of like John, where it's like. The Colts are, I think the Colts in general are just kind of interesting. Like, they're kind of like a forgotten child, you know, the <laughs> NFL. It's like, oh, you know, don't forget about the Colts. Right. And, you know, I feel like that's how Frank Wright is too, where it's just like, you know, eh, yeah, mediocre, mediocre, you know, like, it's kind of hard to, I don't know. He's a good coach, but it's just mediocrity, you know, sucks. Yeah. I mean, looking at his record, 37 and 28, since he's been the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah, mediocre. I, I think he does great developing players, which is why I maybe I want to rank up a little higher. Um, you know, I, I feel like they've they yeah, 
he's done a great job with the talent that they've acquired. Um, you know, you, you know, Taylor, the running back who's done great. Um, oh yeah. The offensive line has, has done great. It probably outperformed what many, many people maybe have thought. Even the defense, I think has always been pretty solid. Um, but at the same time, he hasn't done much with that talent, you know, uh, hasn't made any deep playoff pushes. Um, and he's had some pretty good quarterbacks, you know, he's had, uh, he had Philip Rivers last year. Again, Carson played pretty well last year. I just think they, yeah, he, 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 they flopped there towards the end of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, lost some games they should have won. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars game stands out a lot. I think that gotta come down to the coach. I'm sorry, but you you gotta have your team uh playing. Carson, playing Carson gets a lot of that hate too. Yeah. But like, I mean, you know, the whole on, team man. flopped there. I know the offensive line yeah. sucked. The defense really struggled that the, those last couple of games. You know, I I I think the coach has a lot to blame for that. Um, not getting those guys ready. Um, oh yeah. Darius Leonard, the, the standout linebacker, I think yeah. has been great. So um, yeah, but yeah, this will be, this will be quite the year for him as well. You know, they've got Matt Ryan now, a, another really good quarterback. Well, how does he handle that? You know, uh, they've got, again, they've got some pretty young pieces some pretty nice pieces you know so can he take take this team to the next level can he can he help him out and coach him up to to make a uh, a run in the playoffs you know we'll see but but for now i think yeah i think i think he's slotted in, in a nice spot here on this list um and that rounds out our our 10 worst coaches in the nfl so uh next week we'll, we'll do five more and that'll be 15 um coaches that maybe should be coaching from the couch with us yeah yeah <laughs> all right well that i think that about wraps up our uh second episode of coaching from the couch uh with the hill bros uh any last thoughts boy you want to get out before we say goodbye no no thanks thanks for listening and you know come back for more next week we're you know we've obviously got new segments coming in every every week and we appreciate you listening and you know again if you disagree with anything you know let us know in any way that you can i think it'd be fun just because you know we're, this is just our ideas what we think you know and we obviously aren't a hundred percent right but you know yep. so that's what makes it all fun you know it's just yep. our opinion and if you disagree let us know and you know keep coming back and listening <laughs> yeah definitely yeah we'd love to hear from you you know uh subscribe rate review um Share with your friends, you know. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of football fans out there, so you know we're just like you guys, and we love uh, we love talking about it. So, um, yeah, hit us up. Again, we'll we're, we've got some yeah, definitely some new ideas and new things coming in uh, in the future. So stick around for that. that that'll be exciting. And um, yeah, man, we're so close. I, uh, every day I just sit and think. I miss sports. <laughs> There's nothing on. Yeah, I have nothing Sundays to watch. Are pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, for real. So, oh, man, I, I miss it so much. So, we're getting so close. Uh, training camp uh, has started for a lot of teams. A lot of teams are coming. So, uh, I think someone brought this up. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but 
I mean, we basically got football now. It's basically back. You know, we're going to have preseason games here soon. Um, but, you know, now that training camp is here, we've got football basically all the way up until, you know, February <laughs> next year. So we're, we're, we're getting into the thick of it. So we're, uh, it's coming. Not, not too much longer that we're not going to have some games and, and some more topics to talk about. Yeah, for sure. It's it's exciting. And, you know, as NFL fans and college fans, it's like, man, it's 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 just time to get going. You know, this yeah. rut of, you know, basketball's a semi nice placeholder where you can just go watch it. You can kind of bear it. But, right. you know, nothing compares. This is the worst nah. time of the year where <laughs> all that's on is baseball. And it's like, yeah. you watching that. You're crazy. Yeah, you know, sorry. It's, Not it's, my cup of tea. Yeah, it's it's time to. <laughs> time to get the real you know the real you know good good stuff back on get them football games going and even if it's college you know i prefer that over over anything else for sure so let's let's get going it's time to it's time to go that's right that's right all right well thanks thanks again everyone for uh tuning in um and uh we'll, we'll shoot for another podcast next week probably around tuesday um this podcast, we're recording this on July 25th, Monday at around 11. So, uh, you know, just so you guys can kind of keep track of uh, when we're talking about all of this. Um, but, yep, yeah, we will uh, stay tuned for that next episode next week. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you, talk to you guys then. Yeah, Have a great yeah. week. And uh, we'll see you later. Bill Bros out. Peace.